Welcome to the Teachers Matter podcast, where we share stories, strategies, and wisdom to inspire your teaching and enhance your life. We'll go beyond the theory by sharing tips, tools, and actions that will help you to create a positive difference in your life at home and school. With your hosts, Karen Tui Boys and Megan Gallagher. Hi, and welcome to the Teachers Matter podcast. I'm Karen Tui Boys from Spectrum Education, and I'm a champion for lifelong learning. Kia ora, I'm Megan Gallagher. I am a teacher, a coach, and a writer, and I am hugely passionate about teacher wellbeing, so it's great that we've got this podcast going for you. Today, we're going to focus on something that we think is fundamental for teacher wellbeing, and that's the topic of responsibility, that big R word. Ooh, scary one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And even worse, we need to apply it to ourselves. What we're going to invite you to do is just have a little moment to think about what are the things that we truly can control in our, in our work lives. Let's just focus on our work lives for a moment. What is it that we really can control, that we control the process and the outcome of? If you wanted to, you could write it down in a wee circle in the middle of a page. And then have a think about what are the things in our, in, our, in our jobs, in our lives that we can't control. We may be able to influence them. We might be able to have some influence over the process or the outcome, but what can't we actually control entirely? And if you started writing a list, I'm imagining that your list for what you can control is quite small. And the list for what you can't control, you're probably still writing. And <laughs> you could keep writing for quite some time. When we look at the things that cause us stress, and if we were to highlight those or underline them, I'm imagining that the things that cause us most stress in our lives and in our work are the things that we can't actually really control. It's such a um, revelation, I think, sometimes, isn't it? Oh, because yeah. I think as teachers, sometimes we are wanting to be in control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a self-confessed control freak. Me too. Yeah, okay, both of us. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing many teachers are. And so because we're in control of children all the time and outcomes in the classroom and all of that sort of thing. However, realising that there's so much we can and can't control. And ultimately, if we, if we really, really cut it down to its core, the only thing we really truly can control are our actions and our behaviours, our actions and behaviours. We can't control anybody else's. Much and all as we'd love to, you know, just imagine if we could. Everything would be perfect. You I'm know? Trying, to, trying to control my husband's actions and behaviours <laughs> for uh, 25 years, given up. Yeah. Just wisdom from 25 years <laughs> married, uh, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's the same in the classroom, you know, like we, we, have, we have things happening in the classroom, maybe our children are behaving in ways that we'd rather they didn't. And we try all these different strategies to control that. But ultimately, the only thing we really can control, we can influence their behaviours by some of the choices that we make about what we do mm. and the actions we take. And it's even down to our thoughts. I don't know about you, but, you know, like sometimes, you know, you, you lie in bed and you get yourself all nice and cosy and then ping, 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 and all these thoughts just start popping up. You didn't ask them to be there. You don't want them to be there. They're actually quite disruptive to your sleep. But they come unbidden. And so we don't even really control our thoughts. What we can control is our actions and behaviours around those thoughts. Can I just say, that always fascinates me that we're not in control of our thoughts because uh, 
you actually, this wonderful neuroscience that says we actually think about what we're going to think about before we think about it. Does that even make sense? Oh, um, <laughs> it sounds like that Inception movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and so we're not in control of our thoughts, but what we are in control is, is what we do with those thoughts. Yeah, and how much attention we give them and what our behaviours are. Mm. So if those thoughts start coming unbidden and I start um, entertaining them and worrying about them and spending time with them, then I'm actually choosing an action or a behaviour that's enhancing those thoughts. If I wanted to treat them, if I wanted them to sort of like back off a little bit, then I need to treat them like the weather and go, oh, that's just that's just a rainy, cloudy day. It's going to pass and just let it go. And then, you know, choosing some behaviours or strategies mm. to do that. And so if all that we can control is our behaviour and our actions, then everything else kind of needs to be let go a little bit. We kind of need to say, you know what, I have to accept that I can't control everything. I have to accept that some days are going to be a bit meh, that not everything's going to go the way I'd like it to. And actually, that's normal. There's a song here. Is there? Let it go, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> we promise we won't be that. singing often on our <laughs> podcast. Promise. <laughs> Just in the car getting here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, when we think about that, that, Everything's not always going to be good. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to get things wrong. We're going to screw up. And that's part of normal human life as well. But again, we have a choice when that happens. Mm. And we have a choice because the, what I call above and below the line. So we have a choice to uh, play that game of life above or below. So if below the line, when things go wrong, when we screw up, when we make mistakes, sometimes three behaviors pop up. Sometimes we blame others. It's the students say it's the teacher's fault, it's my parents' fault, it's the principal's fault, it's the Ministry of Education's fault, it's everybody else's fault that our life is the way it is. Sometimes what we do is we make excuses and we, biggest excuse that I hear is I haven't got time. And having traveled into 21 different countries working with teachers over the last 27 years, it's the biggest excuse I hear. I haven't got time to be helping my children. I haven't got time to do that. I have. And the truth is that we all have 24 hours a day. And it's not that you haven't got time. It's what you do with your time and how you manage that time that's actually really important. Sometimes what people do when they make mistakes, they get things wrong and below that line is they deny and they just pretend that they have, weren't in control. They don't know anything about it. And it's got nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, what broken window? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Wasn't my fault the ball did it. Yes. <laughs> um, that would be a uh, blaming, you know. Yes. yes. So when we're doing that, what we're doing is becoming a victim of the circumstances and uh, no learning is happening. We can't be learning from our mistakes or learning from our situations at that point. So if we truly want to be a learner and get better at what we do and improve our craft and and just improve our humanness, then we need to go above that line. And so above the line, we do three things again. So first of all, we take ownership and just say, hey, I screwed up. Hey, I made a mistake. Oops. We just admit it and just uh, be okay with that and say, hey, it's okay to make a mistake. The second one is to become accountable and say, hey, I know why it happened without blaming somebody else. So you, you are accountable for the 
results that happened. And then thirdly, the, uh, the big R word, that responsibility and being able to take responsibility and fix or learn the lesson and uh, then be able to move on and grow and develop. And so when we play below the line, we become the victim. When we play above the line, we become the learner. And so as an educator, being that learner is going to be very, very important. And the thing is, when we're below the line, we're completely powerless. We actually, we render ourselves powerless and there is nothing we can do. So we're stuck. We're stuck with the situation. We're stuck with the problem and there's no way out. And we're just waiting for someone to rescue us. Whereas if you're above the line, you, you assume a position of, of power. You take control of what you can control. And that's where you grow. That's where you learn. That's, that's where you can actually resolve situations and things can improve. They can't improve when you start below the line, can they? Yeah. And this happens in everyday life. So there are the big things that happen, but even the little things, the little things that annoy you. So let me give you an example. Uh, the I was at in Melbourne before COVID, and I was shopping at the Victoria Market. And at the Victoria Market, there are a whole lot of stalls and stands. And I didn't realize I went several days in a row because I just love the market. <laughs> uh, but different stalls come in different days. And the same stalls are not always in the same place, like really, really in the same place. Mm. So the store owners actually have to uh, pack everything up at the end of the day and put it all in containers. And the next day, they might move to a completely different site in the market. Mm. And so just the sheer effort to do that is, is huge. So I was looking for a little backpack that I could carry around uh, when I travel and just, just a little, you know, tiny wee backpack. And I found this uh, stall that had backpacks and I walked in, I had a look at a few and I picked up one that I liked. The man immediately came over to me and he said, I think, it, I think the, the backpack was 30, $35. And he said, I'll give it to you for $30. And I put it on and I tried it and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I, I ended up buying it for $30. I went home that night and I loved my little backpack and I wore it all the next day. And then the following day, we went back to the market. And uh, I said to my husband, gosh, these people work really hard. They work so hard at what they do every single day, having to unpack, pack, you know, hustle for money because he wasn't the only stand where selling little backpacks. And I said to my husband, I would have paid $35 for that. Now, I could have denied and, and pretended that, you know, that $5 wasn't going to make a lot of difference to that man. But actually, $5 can make a huge difference between mm. profit and no profit in a market like that. So I went back to the man and I said to him, hey, I bought this little backpack from you two days ago. And he goes, yes, I remember you whether he did or not, I don't know. it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and he, I said, you discounted it to $30 for me and I paid the $30. But, you know, I absolutely love it. It's worth $35. Here's the extra $5. Well, he had tears in his eyes. He said to me, I wish my wife was here so she could see this uh, because usually they work together. And I see, I could have just denied that $5 wasn't going to make a difference, but I just took responsibility and ownership of this man's life. And I, he said, no, no, I can't take, I said, go buy yourself a coffee, go do something with it and just enjoy it. And the sheer pleasure 
that I got from doing that. Now, I didn't do it to tell a story. In fact, this is the first time I've ever told that story. Yeah. Uh, but I did it because it was the right thing to do. And it was taking responsibility for, I've got the money. I can pay an extra $5 for a little backpack and helping his lifestyle. So it's about, it's not just the little, the big things in life. It's also just the little things. And what yeah. can you control and what can't you? And, and, that's, and that's taking action. Yes. That's actually taking that responsibility to take action and to do something about your life that may influence other people's. Mm. Incredibly yeah. powerful. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, for the woman listening, I can't speak from a man's perspective because I don't go into the men's room, but if you go into the woman's <laughs> room, <laughs> reveal, <laughs> don't go into the men's room. Uh, when, when you go to the woman's public toilets, they are disgusting. They're awesome. filthy, they're dirty. Now we can be a victim and we can moan and groan about how awful that is, or we can do something about it. Now, that doesn't mean you have control over everyone who's been before you, but you have control over the experience of other people once they, once you've left. So I always take a couple of extra towels and I wipe the basin. I always take a couple of extra towels and push the towels into the bottom of the rubbish bin because I don't know why people just throw it and think it's going to, and then they will fall on the ground. You know, if it's really bad, I will take a couple of towels in my hand and pick them up off the floor and push them in and just make a nicer place for the other people. I just take responsibility for the next person who comes in to have a better uh, experience yeah and so this also applies in your classroom right absolutely yeah. it's the small things that we do you know just even thinking about you know when we come to school I love that quote around that we dictate the weather in the classroom we dictate the climate that when our children come into the classroom we have it we have a choice about how we greet them how we start the day even if we've had a bit of a rough night or we're not feeling particularly happy or somebody's been a bit snarky in the staff room, and quite frankly, that may be their problem, not yours. And we get to choose how we then take ourselves back into our classroom and how we show up for our kids. And actually, how we show up can make a huge difference to the behaviour we get back. I know that we're spending a lot of time at the moment in, in my world, and I'm, and I'm assuming everywhere we're seeing children who are possibly having hard times with managing big emotions and all sorts of things mm. like that. And the, the light bulb moment for me was when I realised that I couldn't actually stop the big emotion for them. But what I could do is contain myself and reflect, rather than reflect back what they were giving me, reflect what I was wanting from them. Mm. So treating them with calm, kind, respectful language, respectful poses, just bringing myself down, bringing my energy just nice and low and calm made a difference to the energy that we were then getting back from the students. Just, mm. and, and it's only, it takes a bit of energy, it takes a bit of effort, but it's well worth it. And it makes a huge difference to the whole climate of the classroom. Absolutely. And it comes all the way back to what you said before, Meg, about the whole acceptance. Mm. You know, you're not always going to have a great day. It's not always going to be perfect. Uh, it's never going to be perfect. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I think I've had a perfect day in the classroom. No. Uh, I've had amazing days, <laughs> but not, not a perfect day. It's just accepting that, and that you, but then you have the choice to be the learner or to be the victim. And you can hold the pity parties and go, poor me, life is bad. Or you can choose to change your actions and your behaviour to make a difference. And the thing is that you're going to be spending energy anyway. So do we want to spend energy on the stuff that's going to drain us? and keep us in the situations that are difficult or do we want to spend energy in ways that are going to actually 
fuel us and refuel us and make the world a better place. And that's what I think probably the crux of it is where are we putting our energy? Yeah. Is it into the stuff you can control or the stuff you can't? Yeah. So over the next week, uh, month, uh, focus on that. You know, where are you putting your energy? What can you do to uh, take responsibility, to take ownership and uh, to be accountable for the results that are happening in your life and in your classroom? Absolutely. It's a good challenge. Yeah. So until next time, we're here because what you do matters. Thank you for listening to the Teachers Matter podcast. We're eager to transform the lives of even more teachers and educators. So please remember to like and review the show wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps. And if you enjoyed the podcast and would like to have more resources and information, head on over and join us at spectrumeducation.com.